Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Lost Islamic History Podcast. In this episode, we're going to take a look at a very important part of the Ottoman Empire's governance over its people. Keeping in mind that the Ottoman Empire, throughout most of its history, had a majority non-Muslim population, we have to analyze what kind of rights the Ottomans gave to non-Muslims and what restrictions there were. So in this episode, we will discuss the Ottoman millet system and the status of the different groups of non-Muslims in the Ottoman Empire. The issue of non-Muslim rights in the Ottoman Empire tended to not be a major concern during the rise of the empire in the 1300s and 1400s. During this time, the vast majority of the Ottoman subjects were Muslim, and the few non-Muslims were allowed to continue living their lives as they pleased, just as long as they paid the regular taxes to the Sultan, just like everybody else. All that changed in the year 1453, when the Ottomans conquered the city of Constantinople. Although when Sultan Mehmet II conquered the city in 1453, it was nowhere near the glorious city it once was, there was still a huge influx of Christian citizens into the Ottoman realm, and Mehmet had to figure out what would be the role in the empire especially considering that the Greek Orthodox branch of Christianity was based in Constantinople. Mehmet's solution was to institute a program known as the Millet System. In the Millet System, each religious group was organized into something called a Millet. Millet coming from the Arabic word Milla, meaning nation or people. So each millet was allowed to govern itself by its own laws. What this meant on a practical level was that Christians under the Orthodox Patriarchate were able to set up their own Christian rules that all Christians in the empire had to follow. If a Christian broke a law, he would be tried in a Christian court by a Christian judge. So no non-Muslim would be tried in a Muslim court according to Muslim laws, the Sharia. In fact, the Muslims themselves were also considered a millet, on par with the other ones. Each millet was also allowed to choose its own leader. The leader of the Muslim millet was always the Sultan himself, but the Orthodox Christians, Catholics, Jews, and others were all allowed to pick who would be their ultimate authority in religious matters. Now this type of religious freedom in the 1400s was absolutely revolutionary. At a time when Christian Europe was about to break into religious wars in the 1500s about what branches of Christianity people were allowed to follow, the Ottoman Empire provided a safe haven for all religious traditions to live according to their own beliefs and laws. This went right along with the traditional Muslim thought, which prohibits forcing religion on anyone. In fact, the second chapter of the Qur'an states la ikraha fiddin, meaning that there is no compulsion in religion. The millet system even attracted people to immigrate to the Ottoman Empire to escape religious persecution. For example, after the Reconquista was completed in Spain in 1492, Spanish Jews were subject to extreme persecution and genocides. Ottoman Sultan Bayezid II, who was Mehmet II's son, sent the Ottoman navy to rescue as many Jews as possible who were then transported to Istanbul and protected under the millet system in ways that they never could have dreamed of in Spain. But the millet system did not last as a standalone program throughout Ottoman history. As the Ottomans declined in the 1700s and 1800s, imperial European powers imposed capitulations on the Ottoman government, which gave European nations like Britain and France authority over some Ottoman domestic issues. Among these was management of the numerous millets. So now Britain and France would declare themselves protectors of certain millets within the Ottoman Empire, simply as a way to increase their influence within Ottoman borders. 
eventually all of this culminated in the European-influenced Tanzimat reforms of the mid-1800s, where the millet system was abolished and vague rights were guaranteed to all religions. Unfortunately, the abolition of the millet system only encouraged inter-religious conflict and separatist nationalism that eventually helped bring the downfall of the empire in the early 1900s. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the Lost Islamic History podcast. You can get more information on the millet system and non-Muslims in the Ottoman Empire at the Lost Islamic History website, lostislamichistory.com. Also, make sure to visit us on Facebook, where you'll find tons of interesting facts and pictures from Islamic history. And make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum.